Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and with me as always to talk all things Italian, German, um, I guess a little bit of French, Belgian, Dutch, European, US, North America, South America... Asia, Africa, China. Well, China's Asia, are you isn't just, it? Have you lost the plot? Do you know where you are? I think I'm pretty sure I'm at home, but I, I couldn't swear to it uh, with a degree of certainty. No. Okay, that's right. Hello, my name is Sarah, and welcome to the unofficial Unsanctioned Women's UCI Cycling Show. With me, as always, is Dan, and we are going to tell you about how the Giro Rossa finished. And out of sensitivity to Dan, I'm not playing you the theme tune, but you know I'm singing it in my head right now. Oh, thank fuck for that. (laughs) Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate the restraint. Uh, Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. How good has this Giro been, though? Like, I I have absolutely loved this year, because um, there's just been so many different things going on. And so much stuff and it's I mean it's it's interesting isn't it because I think sometimes you look at the results and you go oh yeah you know so when we when we left you um it was a rabo domination and you think oh well that sounds quite boring but the way it happened just totally wasn't and there's was just so much exciting stuff happened um I think we left you when we last spoke to you we were on stage five mm. which was a printy stage and we were looking, checking it up on twitter while we were talking secretly clicking away in the corner <laughs> uh, if by secretly you mean blatantly going let's see what's going on <laughs> <laughs> click 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 yes um and stage five was a sprint, and it was won by Mariana Voss ahead of Georgia Bronzini and Shelley Olds. And it's funny because by that time, I think Voss had around a minute and a half, maybe a little yeah, bit less. Yeah, roughly, roughly that, though. Yeah. On GC, and but it was all so fascinating because in the last four stages, three of them were huge, great big climbing stages. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and they were. The ones where, you know, I honestly, like, coming into it, I can't remember, I, it would have been me because it turned out to be so wildly wrong, um, sort of saying that kind of expected that Voss would need to have built up a lead of, of around five minutes ahead of those stages because I was expecting, you know, um, climbers like Mara Abbott and and um, and the others to, to significantly outclimb Voss, which is traditionally kind of the way it's, it's sort of happened. Um, but don't but stop right there stop right there because we don't want to give away the end of the story Daniel what that Emma Pooley won the overall (laughs) oh my god imagine if that had happened I mean Emma bless her heart bites hope we're going into stage 6 it's a stage that starts it has about a 20% climb in in, I think at about the 30 kilometer point then Mm. it has a load of little lumpy bumpy rollingy climbing uppy downy bits and then it had a big long climb and about a 12 kilometer descent and then about another 10 kilometers running with some lumps but it looks different now one of the interesting things about the Giro is the profiles that they give you are not necessarily accurate. Yeah? <laughs> or uh, put put a slightly different way, are almost certainly not accurate. It's just impossible to tell where and when. Yeah, 
I mean, Vigera is well known for surprise climbs, surprise 40 kilometers, surprise, you know, we had this on stage three where, oh, well, the first climb was supposed to be really hard, but it was actually quite, quite, quite gentle. But then the last climb was supposed to start with 5k to go, and it started with 10k to go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, and I, you know, I, I do, I do enjoy that. And and what was interesting, there was one of the Wiggle Honda videos, I think from stage five or maybe from stage seven, where um, Julian Win the DS. DS it's yep. his first time going with a women's race. He's like, but the book's all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just as an aside, how good were those wiggle videos? I really enjoyed those. There were all sorts of crazy little things. There's there's one in particular where Julian steals um, George's biscuits, (laughs) and it just it just made me laugh so much because I could see that not ending well for him. I liked I liked the last stage one where they'd obviously lost the plot completely and um and yeah and they were asking riders completely strange things and in the background I mean the bit where Amelia Fauline and George end up wrestling yes that was so good I I actually burst out laughing at that it was just so funny um and it was good, particularly because I think in the end Georgia had like lifted Amelia up and so you know, there's little Georgia just, you know, manhandling Amelia. It was, yeah, very funny. <laughs> you make it sound slightly wrong. <laughs> I'm not one to judge. It's not wrong at all. Um... <laughs> so stage six. Um, and it got to the first climb and you're watching on Twitter and this thing happens that that, that I've really wanted to see all year, which was Emma Pooley attacks. <laughs> I think that's selling it a bit short, Sarah. You haven't wanted to see that all year. You've wanted to see that all day, every day for your entire life. <laughs> oh, to be fair, I didn't actually know that cycling existed for most of my life. So, <laughs> it's, it's, so all my life is a little bit of hyperbole. Well, no, 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 but... no, because because all that time you were you were hungering after something. You just didn't realise what it was, and then you saw Emma Pooley attack, and suddenly everything made sense. Well, it's, it's like it's the suicide attack. And, and, you know, at this point, it's kind of quite a... I mean, on the one hand, it's a ludicrous place to go. But on the other hand, why the hell not? That's what she does. Well, and also, yeah. also background to that. I mean, you know, Emma had had a very tough first half of the Giro. You know, um, she, she'd had that rotten nosebleed on the first stage. Um, you know, and, and so those, those first four stages, five stages, had not been at all... Well, I'm assuming not been at all what she had planned... Um, no, she'd lost mm. six. She was six minutes back. She was six minutes back, and um, if you um, if you frequent our site or our podcast stream, you will know that I interviewed her about this, so you can hear her her um, descriptions, her her story of how it works. Mm. Uh, because yeah, because she was like saying that she was pretty despondent because she'd you know she, she although she said before oh we're just going for stage wins everyone knew that she was a gc contender yeah and then after stage one she wasn't because you know no matter how good she is no one's going to get let, let her get six minutes <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true <laughs> but but there was an advantage to that because when she cause so when she was um so they so she's riding along riding along 25 kilometers solo in this lumpy bit coming towards the fir- coming towards the first climb and um, and it's another one of those ones. We talked about this last week about you have a script for these things, yeah? When there's a big climb like that, you have a script that says the riders will be, you know, that, that a breakaway will come and join them, the GC contenders will go, 
they'll catch her on the climb or she'll try and catch her on the climb or in this case because there's a very large descent you know Mariana Voss yeah. will win this stage because there's a very large descent yeah, yeah. that's the script and so when they said she was caught by about six or eight riders I was thinking well yeah that's going to be Voss and Pauline Prampovo and Anna van der Breggen and, and will it be Mara Abbott Evie, and then you know out of the others will it be Mara Abbott Evie Stevens Megan Guarnier yeah, or yeah, you know exactly. what I mean like which ones were Elisa or Elisa you know that mm, doesn't mm. seem like it's enough but it wasn't. It was a group of. It was another one of these groups. I think it had um, Trixie Warwick in it and Georgia Bronzini and Cassia Newadoma. I can't say her name. Cassia Newadoma from Rabobank and Alina Bellato. And you're looking at that Ala from Ale Cipollini going, well, that's, that's two really good climbers and a load of people who are probably going up the road to try and get as high up the climb as possible so they can help their team leader. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so you're watching it on Twitter going, okay, that's cool, that's cool, that's a good group, that's okay, that's okay, that'll, that'll, that'll kind of, you know. And, and she said that it really helped her because she's riding with the group. And they hit the first climb and she, um, and then on the first climb, they're shedding riders all the time. And then it's just Bellato and Puli and Neodoma, as you'd expect. Yep. And then it's just, then it's just Bellato, then it's just Neodoma and Puli, and then it's just Puli. Mm. And behind her... There's um, Anna van der Breggen has attacked out of the chase group, so she was riding solo, and uh, Cassia Neodoma was obviously up there, you know, up, up ahead too. And then there's a group of GC contenders, so you know your, you know your Mara Abbott, How- Claudia Lichtenberg. I've got to remember to say Lichtenberg, not Hausler. Claudia <laughs> Lichtenberg, and you know the the three rabos, Elisa, yeah, all of those people. And you're yep. like, yeah, this is interesting because you know Emma got to the top with about a minute and a half maybe maybe a minute and 45 and you're like right how much is she going to lose on this descent mm, mm. and you know and and yeah so they get to the top Puli goes over first Neodoma goes over second Anna van der Breggen who'd been climbing amazingly only got caught by the chasers um, with like by, at the GPM points at the mountain oh okay point. yep 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 and then they're descending and on the descent it just becomes this chase group of Fran Provo Mariana van der Breggen from mm. Rabo, and then Elisa Longo Borghini and Mara Abbott. Wow. And you were like, oh. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. And and the gap was dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. You know, like you're just going, oh shit, where are you know, where are they? Occasionally you get these little blurry, wet fo- wet, rainy photos on Facebook or you know, or out of the car window from the race Twitter and yeah, and you're like, shit, this is this is what's you know what's going to happen. Is she going to make yeah, it? How yeah, can she exactly. How's how she going to hold up against these riders and um, and and this group? I mean, you, you're pretty much expecting that they'll they'll pin her back at some point, but just trying to work out where and and exactly how it's going to happen and whether they fly right by or whether she latches back on and what happens next. Yeah. And I mean, and there's two things. I mean, one thing is she only lost about 20 seconds on a descent, which is amazing. I mean, she used to, you know, she said herself she used to descend like a bag of potatoes. Like, you know, she mm. just, she was rubbish at descending. Well, actually, I think the new benchmark is she used to descend like Bradley Wiggins. 
Oh no, she, yeah. I mean, she makes <laughs> look quite good. Um, and then she's kind of over the years, every year, kind of gone away and practiced and practiced and worked on. And this is the thing, you see. So people go, "Oh, you can't learn bike handling." Like you know, like when they talk about the schlecks, oh, the schlecks can't descend. And it's like, oh, well, you can't teach that, you know. And it's like bullshit. What, what, what? If you really want to improve your, you know, in the schlecks case, your time trialing abilities, mm. for example, you just go out on your time trial bike a lot. Yeah, I mean, that, that, it's utter bullshit you can't learn something. Uh, of course you can. It's a skill. You can learn any skill. Yeah. Yes. So, so there, yeah, so anyway, it's it's down, 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 down. And they're really chasing her. And I liked when she talked to me. She was like, I didn't know why they were chasing me. They could have like, just they could have just let me go. And it's like, yeah, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> That's so naive. That's awesome. Or, or it's dastardly. This is my pet theory about Emma at the moment is because um, you famously told your story um, of speaking to her a couple of years ago and, and revealing to her that Mariana Voss played mind games with her um, and her being like, oh, really? Oh, that wasn't me. That was a different journalist. That oh, was a Dutch journalist. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you told me that story though and, um, and that's always stuck with me. So my theory is that this year that Emma started playing mind games back. <laughs> well, I like... I liked, I mean, she was, what, what she was saying, you know, they didn't have to work, and Elisa and Mara didn't have to work with the Rabos, but they did, and, you know, anyway, I mean, it was beautiful to watch, because she's, she's very small, she's a very small rider, and she's got a very kind of distinctive, you know, she basically looks like she's a vicar's wife cycling to, into the village <laughs> shop on her, on her step bicycle. With with her dog in the front of the basket, you know, and her hat on her head. That's the kind of cycling style she has. Oh my um, god! <laughs> so, so she's she's um, a Victorian era, almost um, you know, not quite gentry kind of kind of rider. Is lady. what you're saying? Yes, a lady. Lady, and and she's but she's but at the same time she's you know so she's just kind of like tap 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 tapping along, um, and then she hits time trial there was a moment there was the moment where she hit time trial cadence and she's spinning really high like you're looking at it going she's taking four pedal strokes to every one of the other riders over this section is that you know just very very interesting like 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 yeah it's it's all it's great anyway it kind of came down and down and the gap was dropping and dropping and dropping and it kind of gets like 10 seconds and when you can see in the photos you know she must have, they must have been able to see her because when she hit the finish when she hit the long long straight road into the finish they'd have been able to see her and they weren't letting up huh. but she and, and and she just i don't know how she did it she won and it was amazing and she won by just like by just a tiny amount of seconds and yeah just i was so so happy and you just you end up sitting on your sofa just going, Pooey! Oh my god, Emma, Emma, oh, Emma <laughs> um, and you know, and yelling because the Twitter results come in because you literally don't know what's gonna happen and yeah, so I was very, very happy. That was like massive vindication for her that, that she she won that stage and you know, and it had um you know, sprint out of that group meant that um you know, Van der Breggen was second, Mariana Voss third, um, with Elisa and Mara Abbott staying with that group, and Pauline, of course. Cool, cool. But it was just, yeah, it was just, I mean, I, if I put aside my Emma fangirl moments, yeah, 
there's something about that kind of race where a rider's escaped solo, they've been caught by a break, they've attacked again, and they're riding, 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 and it literally comes down to the finish like that. That's that's just pure cycling excitement for me. Oh, I think for most people, I mean, that's that's always, particularly in stage races, um, you know, that, that sweet tension between will the break stick, won't they, how close will it get, you know, um, and even more so when it's someone out solo, um, and then especially when you know the players involved and you know that, you know, um, you've got Voss, Master Descender, chasing Pooley, not Master Descender, um, you know, it, like, it, it makes for very, very exciting stuff, and even leaving aside your, your Pooley fandom, um, while, while I am a, a fan of Emma, um, I think it's fair to say that we're at slightly different levels of our, our um, intensity, uh, when it comes to, to Pooley fandom. Um, I was really pleased for her anyway, because, you know, she took most of last year off to finish her doctorate and um, and that sort of thing. So it, it's always cool to see that she can step back in and, and mix it up at the the premier stage event, uh, stage race of the season and, um, and dominate a climbing stage. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um- did you see the little Wiggle Honda the video they made of her? After? And this was another thing I like about Wiggle videos. Like, they didn't have to do this because she's not one of their riders, but they did this little tiny video of her talking about how she found a four-leaf cleaved clover when she was on her turbo that morning. No, I haven't seen that one. Oh, wow. Oh, it's adorable. It's only like two minutes long. And it's Emma going, I'm not superstitious, but look, look what I found this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then she goes on to win the stage, which of course had nothing to do with the four leaf clover and everything to do with the fact that um, you interviewed her before the race, as I well did. as after and the race. So yes, and and because I wanted to keep it up, I did interview her after that stage too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I believe in this. Except, anyway. except Sarah totally does believe that if you are a professional bike rider um, and you would like to win a race, you should let her interview you before the race you want to win. <laughs> I only say that because I want to interview them all. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was stage six, first mountain stage, then stage seven. Um, it was, it started with a big hill. <laughs> Last year's Giro, every stage started with a big hill, and mm. this was like some. But it start actually what it really started in with, with was thirteen kilometres of neutralised descent. Yeah, which is quite a long way. Um, and one of the things that women's races have, I mean, I think everyone knows that the stages are limited, capped to about one hundred twenty-five kilometres. Yeah, but yeah. they're not just capped that way; they're also capped to an average. So you can only average 100 kilometers a day, not including a prologue. Mm, mm. Which, so which means if you're going to have a big stage, you know, of 125 k's or, or whatever, you've got to offset that somewhere else in the race. Yeah, and this is a really shitty rule. And, and I, was, I remember talking about it with the people on the women's tour this year, because if you want to get from A to B, trying to find, you know, so, so you're trying to map a route, map a race route, yeah, and you know you can go to maximum 125 kilometers. That's great. Um, you want to get to A to B and, you know, you can't go on motorways. You can only go on roads that exist. You know, you're constrained and you mm. want to make it a fun race. Yeah? yeah. So there's all constraints to take into. But then when you kind of have to think about, oh, well, hang on a minute. Yesterday's stage was 110 kilometers. So today's has to be 90. I mean, in some cases, it's actually pretty impossible to get in there. And so people who were complaining about limited terrain in the Tour of Britain, although, oh, my God, there pretty much was no flat in the Tour of Britain. <laughs> it was just rolling rolling yeah yeah but 
but but but like people who are complaining about that yeah it's very very hard when you've got such mad constraints on you and well that's the thing there, there's such um you know like real world logistical restraints on you anyway that it's redundant to have an arbitrary rule like it, it can average no more than 100 kilometers per day um, yeah. You know, it, it, it's that's just it's just stupid. Like, there's literally no other way to put it. That is just a stupid rule. Yeah, because you need and, and you know you need a certain amount of infrastructure. I mean, taking a, taking aside whether people want you to start or finish there, mm. not every place is you know not you don't want to start and finish in a little village where there's not enough infrastructure to do it in. For example, it's yeah. it's just. It's just it's just crazy. So yes, yeah, so they started with a thirteen kilometer descent, and I really enjoyed Marine's, Marine Marine blog about it because she was saying that you know you're that you're you everyone's a bit you know you're you're descending in a pack and it's quite scary and your brakes yeah. are getting hot because you you know you've got to have your brakes on all the time so your brakes are getting hot so the chances of your um, tire exploding is quite high. Yeah, but you equally can't. But you equally can't. But you not allowed your brakes. Yeah, yeah, you you can't you can't ease up on your brakes because you're not allowed to go faster than 35 kph because that's the the neutral speed limit. Yeah, and and, and, and trying to control your speed to like that in a in a long steep downhill, especially when as you say, you know, riders crashing and like mm. tires popping all around her and just yelling and it was you know she's like I wouldn't have wanted to start with a 13 kilometer per hour descent yeah. rate, you know, race descent, but it's better than that. So you kind of, and then they stopped at the bottom because they don't always, you know, sometimes they stop, you know, we saw it in the Tour de France, didn't they, where yeah. you just this ridiculous starting thing and then you shake hands with a princess or something. And, uh... <laughs> well, if you, if you start your stage race in the UK where they've got princesses to hand, yeah. But yeah, so they, so yeah, so, so they start, then they, then they had a really big, then they had a big climb and this was where, um, this is where Pooley took the Queen of the Mountains jersey from Valley Scandalara. And then the rest of the race was just, and then I had a big descent, and then the rest of the race was just A, people trying to catch up, B, the inevitable breaks, hello high tech, hello all the small Italians, <laughs> you know, a break, attack, attack, no one gets away, no one gets away, um, you know, bunch sprint lineup, sprint trains, sprint trains, sprint trains, finished on a kind of one of those, an uphill sprint, so it's not like an actual climb, but it's an uphill sprint, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know so it's mean. kind of like a long drag into a headwind, and yeah, and um, it was won by Mariana Voss <laughs> ahead of Georgia Bronzini and Emma Johansson. Now, and I laugh about this because Voss, you know, you might think that Voss, oh yeah, she won um, stage one, and then she won stage. Uh, oh, what else did she win? She, you know, she won. Um, she won four stages. Yeah. She won four stages in total, um, but she won them all in different ways, which was interesting. Like, yeah, know, no, well, and, and, and there were different kinds of stages too. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like even when they were sprint stages, so you know, so 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 stage four where poor Lucinda Brown put her arms up, thinking mm. that she'd won it, and 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 basically nearly lost it to Shelley, and until yeah. Voss saved it. And yes, yeah, so yeah, so it was you know great. And the other thing is, is by this point, the other thing is by this point, Voss is about. Um, one minute and thirty six ahead of uh, Mara. No, she's she's a couple of minutes ahead of Mara Abbott. Okay. Yep. But, but 
she's a couple of minutes ahead of Mara Abbott and some of that comes from the second you know some of that Mara Abbott finished the prologue quite far down and then on stage one Voss was in that breakaway group and yep. you know and, and, and gained some time there but about a minute of her her getting away was the 10 point the 10 second bonifications yeah, at the end yeah. of each at the end of each stage mm, mm. Uh, each stage win yeah so you know so she you know if you win you know if you win five stages yeah i think yeah four or five stages that's that's 50 50 seconds exactly and mara lost five seconds here and 10 seconds there in the bunch sprint stages because of her you know, she was like yeah, just where like, she was in the bunch. Yeah, just having a small gap, and and so not necessarily recording the same time, but but you know, one or two second gap every stage will will add up too. Yeah, so I think at the end of this one, she was about two minutes or something like that ahead of, you know, ahead of ahead of Abbott with two more mountain stages to go, and you think, wow, that's just. I mean, I don't think Voss was going for the bonifications. I think she was going to the wins because she likes to win. And also because, you know, then if she loses this in the mountains, that's cool because, you know, she's still got the stage wins. Yeah, well, I I would have thought, though, no, I I would have thought that she definitely had the bonifications in mind because, you know, she she wants the, the, um, the, the time because she knows she'll need it heading into the mountains. Although I guess, you know, I take your point because, you know, like she was more than happy to, to let Lucinda win on stage four and only only went for it when she realised that she wasn't going to. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yes, yeah, so point being that she, she had, you know, a bit of time coming into the mountains, but, you know, I certainly would have thought, like, if, you, if, if we were talking last week and you were saying, you know, coming into the final two climbing stages, she's got two minutes, I'd have been like, ooh, don't think that's going to be enough. Well, no, but that's but that's the thing is I think I think it was like that. It did go. I mean, her advantage, her really huge advantage, was that her biggest rivals were two of her own teammates. Mm. Well, it certainly helps. I mean, obviously, um, you know, Pauline um, has been a huge addition to the the team, and it's been really interesting the way that they're. Um, you know, really, really working with her to give her, um, you know, leadership opportunities and, and time at the, the front of races um, and, and that sort of thing. And and it, it is that tactic that we've talked about for years that Rabo loved to do to have, you know, two or more really, really strong riders in contention and then basically just, you know, fuck with everyone else's tactics, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. you know, we'll put someone out there and you can chase him down or not. We don't, we don't mind either way. <laughs> it's, yeah. So, yeah, spot on. You know, the, the fact that they had, um, you know, multiple riders right at the top of the race is is huge tactical advantage. Yeah. I mean, one of the other riders at the top of the race, of course, who I think was sitting in third on GC at this point and very, very close to Voss was Elisa Longo-Borghini of Hightech. And man, and- Hightech, Wow. High tech, just so exciting. All race, they attacked and they attacked and they attacked and they attacked and they did, and it didn't pay off with po. It, you know, it paid off with you know. Elisa had a podium on the first stage, and I think there was, um, you know, and and yeah, but it didn't pay off on the one hand, but it made the race so much fun, and there was quite a lot of that. So you know, Oracle in the in each of the sprint stages i wonder if they regret this now but in each of the sprint stages for example rock orica did some huge work on the front of the peloton to stop anyone escaping mm, like mm. you know when you've got like your riders like trixie warwick and tiff cromwell swarming at the front of the bunch well like, re- re- like, remembering that tiff is specialized now so 
Um, but but no, yeah. no, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like you've got your specialised Lululemon riders, your opportunists who are looking for any opportunity to escape and to stop them. You know, basically riding so hard to stop them. And it, I mean, it, they didn't really. Yeah, I, I felt for them because you know Emma Johansson on the podium on stage seven and. And valet in you know valet in the green jersey for you know for so for so long was great, yeah. but I and the same with high tech. They're like it's it's sometimes those those teams who who work super hard and and it doesn't it doesn't pay off for them, but it 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 still makes the race so so good and yeah yeah it's so a huge they, huge they, contribution to the overall um, dynamism of the race. You know they're, they're impacting how yeah. it plays out and and that sort of thing. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the the various blogs that and we got for insights from different writers from different teams and what they were thinking and trying to do as well. It was a great year for that. Yeah, and and Chloe Hosking um, said that, that there were three two two big blogs that I followed all all week. One was Tiffany Cromwell writing on cycling tips, and the other was Chloe Hosking writing on cycling news and also on her own blog. Um, I think it's chloehosking.com. Um and they were just really, really interesting. I mean, Chloe especially um, just tells a story so well. Mm, and mm. there was one of them, I can't remember which stage, where she was talking about, she was making this analogy to seeing the group ahead and not being able to catch it, to how she likes to tease her dog with a dog biscuit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She's um, like making it jump up and taking it away, making it jump yeah, up and taking it away. Yeah. She's like, of course, the analogy falls down because he gets the dog biscuits and I didn't make the group. Yes, yeah. I think that was, um, I think that was stage six because um, she got caught up in, in an accident or something and, and got split and had to try to, wanted to try to chase back so that, um, you know, they could protect Elisa and, and, and keep her at the front and all that sort of stuff. And basically, you know, the, the last half of that stage was just her you know, dangling, you know, just out of reach of that group. And then um, it, it finished with her, you know, um, getting to the end of the stage and finding out that um, that it was even worse than that because um, the, the whole peloton had split. And so the group that she was she was behind wasn't actually the huge peloton. It was like the 17 litres or something. And so she was nearly, she was nearly there the whole time. So, great story. <laughs> Frustrating as hell, but great story. Yeah, I love the way she tells it. Mm, mm. But I mean, stage eight is the same. Was a stage that was featured in last year's Giro. It finished on San Domenico de Vasto, um, a up to a, basically climbing up to a ski resort. And this was one of the Elisa Longo Borghini. She helped design this stage, and this was the stage that she had to watch from a wheelchair last year. You mm, know, yeah. And I so wanted her to win this stage. I just, I really wanted her to win it because you know it's just, and. Yeah, so it's like this, you know, stage, long stage with um, basically get to the mountain, ride up the mountain. And apparently it was the fastest stage of the whole race. The, the first the first hour to get to the mountain was like one of the fastest, you know, the fastest yeah. stage of the whole race. And although people tried to escape it, it was just, you know, it was impossible. And, and, and everyone was like, I was really surprised by that. And yeah, well, I think I think a lot of people were surprised. I mean, it it might just be my impression, but I feel like this year's race was quite fast overall. Like when you looked at the the different reports, so many of these races were were you know forty five k and above per hour. Um, You know, it's very fast racing. So 
very frustrating. And, and part of that is about not letting the escape artists go, mm. you know? Mm. Like, and I suppose this is the difference between men, women's and men's, isn't it? Is that the men will let us an escape group go because they've got 100 kilometers to chase them back over, yada, yada, yada. But also, you know, but also... In women's racing, I mean, this is what Emma proved on stage on you know on on stage six, and what and what the break proved on stage three that you know the break that shouldn't have got away but did yeah, like yeah. like fuck the script, mm. literally no, we're not we're not playing the script. So this was a classic mountain stage. It was along about ooh, I want to say seventeen kilometers of climbing at the end, and you start out with this group that has um, all the GCT contenders in it so Voss, Varane, Prevost, Van der Breggen Longo Borghini of course um, Claudia Lichtenberg Megan Garnier and you know Emma Johansson Annemiek van Vleuten and of course Mara Abbott yep. and as they go up this mountain state as they go up this mountain get higher and higher and higher more and more riders drop off and what I really really liked was the riders who attacked so Megan Garnier had lost some time. I think it was on stage six because she'd had an asthma attack. Right, yep. And, and so, but there was this moment where they're climbing in this group and Megan just attacks and Van der Breggen goes with her and, you know, and, and eventually Van der Breggen catches her and they're out there ahead and then Van der Breggen, you know, overtakes. So yep, yep. behind her, the group is splitting and shedding and, and you know, and, and kind of, it's a weird climb because it's not continually uphill. It's kind of has certain recovery bits and then certain very steep bits. Yeah. And it's it's just it's just fascinating to watch it because you ended up with shedding more and more and more and more riders until it's just Abbott against Pooley riding side by side up the mountain with Van der Breggen up ahead. Yeah. The last, say, five kilometers to go. And... This is what happened in 2010, all the time. Um, you'd have 2010, we used to have two Grand Tours, the Tour de Lode, which Pooley won, and the Giro Rossa, the Giro Donna, as it was then, which um, Abbott won. Yep. And, you know, and, 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 and this was something that we saw. You know, we saw Abbott destroy Pooley on the Stelvio yeah. and in 2010, but we also saw Pooley destroy Abbott in the Pyrenees. It's just unfortunate for Pooley, they're not as romantic. <laughs> Named climbs, so yeah, um, yeah. So they're they're racing up it, and they get to two kilometers to go, and they catch Van der Breggen just with two k to go, mm. which is amazing climbing. How do Dutch people learn to climb like that? Oh my god! <laughs> and then as they go under the Flam Rouge, this final kilometer it goes uphill again, and Van der Breggen just can't keep up. That's when she's dropped. Yeah, yeah. And it ends up with. Um, Pooley and Abbott just just riding up side by side by side, you know, and kind of like, and then with about you know with about fifty meters to go, maybe even less, Pooley just just puts on a spurt and rides up, and just you can see her pulling away from Abbott and just riding up and and wins. And she said that she hadn't expected to be winning. She thought that you know she always goes too soon, so she expected Mara would overtake her. Yeah. So you know she didn't even time to put her hands in the air and you don't often see Emma Pooley looking like she's suffering but she looked like she was suffering on the end of that climb yeah yeah and yeah so Pooley wins Mara in second and behind her you've got like um you know Van der Breggen comes in in third and behind her 
you've got on the TV thing, Mariana Vosk suffering like an absolute dog, like just suffering. Like, like when they drops her off, she's literally got her head right over the handlebars. Her head's right down low, mm. you know. And mm. Jen said she literally was chewing on the bar tape. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's, she's this image personified of your mind going, keep going, keep going, and your body going, I can't, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and your mind and going, just, like, just do it, and and your body going, yeah, but, but, shut but, up, Lex. Yes, yeah. yeah, and 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 just you know, panting, and her head's, but you know, her head's bobbing over the handlebars, mm. and because you know, the thing that she, the, her weakness is super long climbs. Yep. You're lucky for her; we don't have any anymore very much. So, but um, yeah. So it ends up with you know, and so so basically, um, Abbott because Elisa has dropped off down the climb. Abbott ends up just one thirty-six behind Voss. Yeah. As they go into the final stage, um, with in between her and Voss is 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 Pauline Frampham about seventeen seconds behind Voss, and Van der Breggen about a minute, about fifty seconds, less than a minute. So, yeah. 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 And um, yeah, Emma Pooley, bless her heart, couldn't make up that six-minute deficit. But yeah, but yeah, so Emma wins again. Which, and, you know, is already turning into quite the success story then, you know. Two stage wins out of um, out of a race of this length is, is fantastic. And given that she, you know, like we said, had such a, a rough start and was six minutes down, uh, this is awesome. And I think... It really was. It sets up, you know, the, the for the final stage... It, the numbers are, are so good because you're coming into this this last stage and you've got no idea what's going to happen next because you've now literally got like five riders arguably all within striking distance of winning the overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because because while everyone talks about Mara Abbott, of course, um, you know, being 136 behind, 139 behind, Elisa Longo-Borghini was only 146. Exactly. And, you know, it's all about the types of climbs and, you know, like we, we frequently mentioned, good days versus bad days and, you know, a bit of luck and, and all sorts of things. It can go either way. Um, you know, it, it's it, I, I couldn't imagine a better setup for a stage race, you know, final stage. And particularly because as I think... Um, I think Tiff said this in her her blog about the the last stage. You know, unlike the 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 last stage of the tour, which is basically a procession. You know, we have so few stage races and so few opportunities. Every every stage is a fucking race. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there's no there's no just sit back and relax and and ride tempo till we get to the, the shop of the lycée. It's it's fucking race time, kids. Let's do it. Yeah, and just and there were so many riders who'd attacked because I mean it, you know there was I think Evie Stevens had attacked and Claudia Lichtenberg had attacked and Megan Garnier of course had attacked and that's the other thing is that like there were very 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 good it was do or die mm. you know like you might argue it's a bit dumb to attack and to try and get away when you could conserve your energy and will suck. But, well, but but it, it is one of those situations, as you say. Like you, you've got to try something. You're running out of opportunities. You're running out of road. Like literally running out of road left in the race. And yeah. and yeah, sure you can sit in a wheel suck and maybe you'll you'll steal a stage victory or, or something. But if your goal is is to to shake the race up, do something dramatic, and try and try and up your standings and get a podium finish or something like that, then of course you you're going to try and take your chances and and you know, make things happen in your favour. Don't, you know, like we said before, fuck the script. Yeah, yeah. And 
I mean, why I was really happy for Pooley with this win is you could say, well, you know, on stage six, they didn't chase her down early enough because they saw she wasn't a threat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, dis- I would disagree with that because I think, you know, when she was racing in that fight in the final, you know, that final section, the final descent, they were definitely going after her hard. There was no gifting. There was no, oh, just let her get away. They were just, they were, they were fighting each other hard. Mm. But then on stage eight, she won in a classic mountain mountain duel. You know, the no yeah. one, no one, no one dropped back because they were oh, taking it easy or something. They they dropped back because oh, they were like suffering and dying and literally in pain and anguish and torment and misery and oh my fucking god. So yeah, so it's like she couldn't. You know, I think Pooley's a bit like me in that she'll make excuses for when she does well. Oh well, yeah, but I didn't really do well because blah blah blah. <laughs> is and that like, is that a British thing? Is that a you know? Oh well, yes, you know, it was it was just mostly good luck. I think it's okay. I'm not as anywhere near a high achiever as Emma Pooley is, but I was you know brought up in a kind of oh you know do well academically and stuff like that, and, and always you know always. Uh, I, I think I think maybe we come from a similar type of tradition, where you you know whenever you achieve something that just resets as the baseline. Yeah. Ah, uh, right, right. Okay. And and so if you do something well, you know, and you're kind of always like you're always being very careful not to be arrogant about things and stuff and 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 you know there's always reasons why you can discount your own achievements. Uh-huh. Yep. Because, yep. You know, well, yeah, well, you know, it was great, but I but yeah, they, you know, they they did do this or yeah, well, it is great, but it's just, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Like and 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 as soon as you achieve something, that becomes your level. Okay. And I, I think so. One of the reasons I think one of the reasons I really like Pooley as as a rider is because you know she's slightly neurotic. I don't think she'd be offended <laughs> if she heard me <laughs> well, say that. Too like, too late now, but yes, okay. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like like yeah. she's slightly. Um, oh look, I think I think we'd probably find if you actually did a study of of most. Um, high achievers in any field, you know, sport or otherwise, you probably find the same sort of things. You know, we, we find yeah. all sorts of words for it, idiosyncratic or eccentric or, or whatever, but, you know, everyone's got their quirks, everyone's got their things that they do weird. So, yeah, mm. and, 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 you know, and you kind of you kind of focus on the negatives, don't you? You focus on the negatives rather than... And I, maybe that is a British thing too, is that, you know, you're not like, rah, rah, yeah, yeah, you know, but you kind of like, oh, well, you know, I could have done that better and, and yeah, I, 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 should, I should damn it. I, I didn't do that right. You know, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's not like that kind of American thing of, yeah, go team, you know. <laughs> when I'm, you know, it's like, no one else does anything as well as this. This is the best it's ever been done. You know, I'm sorry, American, not like that, but, you know, there's a certain type of American that is, you know, that's kind of, yeah. Anyway, so, final stage. And this is a short stage because of the long stages. This is only 80 kilometers. And it starts from Trezzo Sulara up to the Madonna de G- G- del Gisalio, which is like a famous, famous, epically famous climb. Well, this, is, this uh, is the the religious heart of cycling, isn't it? Because, you know, this is the, this is the, the Madonna del Gisalio is the, the climb that um, the Tour of Lombardia goes past every year. Um, and it is basically um, a shrine. You know, the Madonna there is the patron saint of cycling, and it's a shrine to yeah. cycling. So, yeah. And and just as an aside, Marine De Vries, who we love anyway, has a fantastic blog about what it's like riding up that climb and hearing the church bells at the top and thinking of um, the riders in the past who've had significant moments on that climb. 
um, you know, and and the the writers who are remembered and memorialized in in the chapel there. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very poignant. So, um, and also, but, but but before that, the stage is already beautiful because the the first part, the race to the the foot of the climb, is along the shores of Lake Como. So, you know, yeah, I mean, just 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 perfectly gorgeous. And although I did like Marine's blog about you know it being apparently gorgeous roads, but you can't <laughs> tell because you're paying attention. And again, the pace was super high. And the thing was, before they got to the little town at the bottom where they take the right-hand turn and start up the climb, mm. there's tunnels. And riding in tunnels yeah. is really fucking scary, and the Peloton don't like it. Well, um, just, just for, those who, for those who may not know, um, tunnels in Europe, you know, Europe being somewhat older um, in, in infrastructural respects than, than much of the rest of the world, uh, when we talk about tunnels here, we're not talking about, you know, the, the nice sort of modern you know, a freeway tunnel that might be built in a, in a major city these days, which is well lit and, and ventilated and that sort of thing. We're talking about, you know, tunnels carved for for small vehicles that are, have literally no lighting so and, and may include corners in them, you know, like a bend, so you can't see the exit either. So you, you enter this pitch black thing, can't see a damn thing, can't see where the exit is and know that there's a turn somewhere and holy shit, what the fuck do you do? And there have been years where they've literally, you know, had to set up generators and put in portable lights so that so that riders can see things and, and, and stuff. So European tunnels, depending on the tunnel, can be quite a, a frightening and intimidating beast and because of experiences in the past, the the quite reasonable and rational and and experience based fears about them. So yeah, it certainly added to the stress of the day though. With you know, almost every team trying to basically, I, I saw several riders basically say it was kind of like a sprint finish. Everyone was putting on full on sprint trains to try and get their team to the front and stay safe. Mm. Because you also don't have lights. Because you know, mm. there's a I think about cycle path that I that you know cycle path Bristol to Bath that I used to commute on and I used to ride on for fun and I'd get you know you get to the path and it's it's lit and it's got coals but it's still quite rough because it's also a rough surface bits of rocks falling down and yeah yeah slap on your bike lights but of course you don't have a bike light when you know and your bike light lights up that 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 little bit of road right in yeah, front of you so yeah. you avoid potholes and stuff like that but they don't even have that, you know. Of course, mm. they don't. And, yeah, you, if and, if you're lucky, you've got a bit of light from the headlight of the the car or motorbike that's in in front of the race. Um, but even that, it's not going to show you things close enough to you. And and yeah, like it, it's an intimidating sort of thing. So yeah, absolutely. So and so, there's two ways of of trying to approach it. As Dan said, one is to get to the front and to kind of be like so. And and live Shimano were just pounding it like completely pounding it because what they wanted to get claudia lichtenberg who was a couple of minutes down on gc and a very good climber won the giro in 2009 mm. for them to get cloudy to the bottom of the climb for her to get ahead this is a good way to do it and it's especially a good way to do to drop riders like mara abbott who's not used to riding in the european peloton i know she's won the giro a couple of times but she doesn't race in europe anymore and someone like emma pooley who's um who's 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 scared Yep, yep. Anyway. Well, so and, 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 and who also said, may not have a, a team that is strong enough to hold position right up the front anyway. So, you know, it's the combination yeah. of those things, yeah. Yeah, and Pooley was saying, so she dropped right back. And she said when she, they came out of the tunnel section, she was right at the back. And she said her team, she was, what I love about her is she was saying that with her mountain stage wins were all about her team for her, you know, her team getting her to the first climb in time, you know, and in this case, drilling on the front really hard, like like trying to ride up, 
you know, getting through. And this is where you need a ride like Lisbeth de Vogt, who's mm. incredibly, um, who's incredibly experienced and also takes no shit. I can just imagine like trying to get through the pet because you know you also have to try and get through the peloton yeah. she's saying that her team lead her team were doing like pretty much a little time trial effort for team time trial effort for her up the side of the road and you can just imagine these are get out of the fucking way move 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 you know yeah, kind yeah. Of, like like to get to get her back to the front and the reason that this happened as well was that because when they hit the bottom of it so the madonna de gisalio gisalio climbers um it starts off the steepest section at the bottom yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's very steep. And then yeah. it kind of evens out a bit. Well, it, it's then, almost a little bit of a, a downhill at, at that, that point, where like it's a very, well, it very kind of, gentle um, well, gradient. First yeah. of, well, first of all, it kind of it goes very, very steep, and then it has a gentler climb section. Mm. Then it has a downhill section, um, a, a, a flat and a downhill section in the middle. And then it goes up, and then the last couple of kilometres are all uphill, steep, and especially the last kilometre is hairpin bends going yeah, up, yeah. up. So you can, you know, you're literally climbing up the mountain above the lake, above Lake Como. So all the other teams would have known that your Mara Abbots and your Emma Poolies are going to attack on that very steep first section. Yeah, exactly. So what you do is, if you're Rabobank and and, and live Shimano, you drop your Emma Poolies and your Mara Abbots <laughs> yeah. to perfection, and well, then launch it. Really hard, and Rabo sent so Liv were the first people to get there and kind of kicked it, and then Cassia Neodoma again for Rabobank. Just her her finish line was that was that steep section. Yeah, you know? well, you, you she, can almost picture the DS actually going. All right, for you today, your job is to sprint to this point on the climb. Like that's yeah. your finish line. Get there first. That's your job. Yeah, and if you, <laughs> you get know. and if you get higher, fine. But yeah. yeah, so you've got Neodoma, just and she's only nineteen. This is her first Giro. This is you know her first year in a pro team. Beautiful riding, like killing it, and it just destroys the bunch. And you've got riders struggling. You know, riders who are in the red to get to that point anyway. And you can see Sharon Laws doing this amazing job for Mara Abbott. Sharon's a great mountain domestique. You know, Sharon's finish line was Neodoma. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So already, so already on this, and, and this, and so that's the first steep section gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first steep section is gone out of the race, but and it's left with about fifteen riders, and about then it's about ten riders, and you're kind of like, and that's neutralised the first thing. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got this group that includes, um, so it's the usual suspects: Voss, Fran, Prevost, uh, Rab, um, Van der Breggen, Pooley, Abbott. Um, Elisa. And the Garnier, Stevens, Elisa Longo, Borghini, Lichtenberg. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're just chum- and, 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 and Annemiek van Vleuten. Oh, I'm so happy she's back. Annemiek van Vleuten. And they're pounding up the mountain. And this is where, so you've got some of the riders who hadn't been at the front, like, like, like desperately trying to get recovery. So you have this first steep section's gone out of the race. And then this next gentler section is basically about recovery. Wow, riders like Ebby Stevens, Lichtenberg, Garnier all attack and try and escape and drop, but they can't. Yeah. And their attacks take them out of them until you've got five riders, the three Rabobanks, Mara Abbott and Emma Pooley. Uh-huh. And I absolutely loved how Emma described it to me. She said, so you've got, you've got uh, Anna van der Breggen and, and Pauline Fran Provo on front, Riding side by side, setting the pace. Yep. And 
when Emma was, and so, you know, earlier on in the climb, you've got like, you know, Mara had, Mara had a bit of a dig, Emma had a bit of a dig, you know, they drop everyone else and these two riders are setting the pace. And Emma said she realised it wasn't because they wanted to set the pace and were feeling good. It was that they were scared of Abbott and Pooley setting the pace. Yeah. So they took it over. And Emma said, well, I realised that they were scared. That's good. And she attacked. Mm, mm. Actually, and, and that's, that's a brilliant description. And I want to come back to that in a couple of minutes. Yeah. So you've now got the situation where she attacks and Pauline leads the chase um, up to her. And this drops in. I think, I think maybe there was a couple more riders when Emma attacked. Anyway, leads the chase. The chase is now from Pauline from Marianne Voss, Anna van der Breggen and, the, and Mara Abbott. And Pauline leads the chase up to Pony and she nearly catches her. But she's doing something very interesting. She's leading the chase on the outside of the road. Yep. Rather than being on the inside line, which Pony's taking, which is the shortest line. She's leading the chase up on the outside of the road, and you're expecting her to swing across and latch onto Pooley's wheel. Yeah, yeah. But actually, what she's doing is she's signalling very hard to Abbott, if you want Pooley, and you want to be contesting that win up the Madonna di Gisalo, di Gisalo, this is your turn to go. Exactly, go get it. You know, it's your, go, 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 get, go get a champ. Yeah. And, and it's like, and it's, and, and I think, and, it's not it's not that when Mara didn't do that, Fran Provost stopped. It's just that that was this little moment of indecision that Pooley took advantage of and shoved a bit more on top of her, like, fuck, fuck the GC. You know, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. I'm just going for this win. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I, um, I rewatched the video of this stage last night, just ahead of our conversation, just to sort of keep it fresh and clear in my mind. And particularly because... Um, you know, we've seen a little bit of controversy come up around about this this whole part of the race now. No, um, no the next bit, the next bit's the controversial bit. Well, that's yeah, cool. But but my point being, just I I noted all of that very very um, particularly because it tell to me it tells me a lot of um, how I understand the story of the controversial bit, which is the you know the bit that comes next. I'm doing yes. I'm doing air quotes around controversial yeah. <laughs> anyway sorry so, so emma's up the mountain and the controversial bit comes up next now i just want to caveat this i know people have really strong opinions about this and, and that there's going to be some of you sitting there and yelling at me at your you know oh, don't, don't be ridiculous when they were riding up the mountain there were two or three times three or four maybe five times when mara so you've got Pooley, you've got Fran Prevot and Van der Breggen on the front, setting the pace. But, uh, and then you've got Voss riding next to Mara Abbott, and Voss is suffering. I mean, I, I don't, you know, this idea that Voss was some kind of manipulative mastermind <laughs> at this point is, is, you know, we know that she doesn't climb as well as the others. Yeah, yeah. So Voss is suffering. But what you have is you have Pauline Fran Prevot's head zipping around, zipping around, zipping around like a radar. She's looking over both shoulders all the time. Mm. And whenever she sees Mara look like she's trying to, for example, go up to the right, what Pauline Fran Prevot does is, is, is take the group ahead in front of her. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and basically couple, marks the move. You know. Yeah, and in, and in a couple of occasions, and won't let Mara go ahead of her, and in a couple of occasions, this means, because they're riding two by two, that some, you know, when she goes over to one side, it means Mara's got all the side, you know, Mara's got all, you know, she's kind yeah, of... Yeah, she's got a wide the, open road to one side, yeah. but when they're on the and other side of the road, she's, she's... She does get know, blocked in. Yeah, yeah. But... And she, does, and she does get blocked in. There were a couple of times when she was getting blocked in, yep. but... 
and that is and and people and people have cried foul unfair tactics that's not fair um she got she was blocked in but she wasn't blocked in the whole way up the right up the climb this is like three or four times that it happened and, and obviously the other thing we've got to remember is that the tv's cutting between it's focusing on Pooley because she's the important one because she's out ahead how yeah. much time she's got what's she doing because that's how cycling races work yeah yeah and it's cutting to this group when something interesting is happening yes yeah and and uh, like i was saying i i rewatched this last night i noted like i i had pen and paper out because i'm totally not a nerd and I had marked down three points where I thought there was a reasonable case to say, yes, at that moment, Abbott got blocked. But yeah. overall, over the course of that climb, that's that's three specific instances over about 20 minutes of climbing. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, there were probably somewhere between, I don't, I don't know, I, I stopped counting them all, but somewhere between 12 and 20 distinct times where... Abbott was sitting in a position with wide open road around her, only being half marked by the person in front of her, where she had plenty of room to move. And not once, even when she was arguably being blocked, would I have accepted someone saying that if she'd made a move there, someone would have, you know, physically prevented her from getting out. You know, if she, if, yeah. she, if she'd tried to make the move, I'm sure, you know, she, she could have got between riders and, and that sort of thing. So I, I take the point that, yes, there are a couple of circumstances where it looks not great, not ideal um, or, or wrong. But overall, um, in terms of it being a, a considered tactic, I, I disagree personally. I see, I see that as... as um, a, unfortunate circumstance doesn't seem like quite the right term, but, but, you know, Abbott found herself riding with three riders from the same team. And they were riding two by two. I mean, that's what it fucking looks like. <laughs> you, you yeah. know, if she wasn't happy with her position, she can move her position. She can change her position. Yeah. And literally the day before, we'd seen her go with Pooley. And, and that's what I meant when I said I wanted to go back to that because, to me, that was the decisive moment. When Pooley made that attack, and for Ampravo, as you say, it was almost a, I dare you to go. Um, and she didn't. And, and I don't know whether that was hesitation or whether she couldn't, like physically didn't have the leg at that point. Or, or whatever reason, but but to me that was the definitive moment. And from then on out, it, it, the onus is on Abbott to change something. It's not like uh, you know the onus is on Rabo to ride four abreast and and leave the road wide open and and say go on Mara go for it. If Mara wants to contest it, she's got to contest it. She can't yeah. just sit there. Well, I mean, one of the things one of the things as well is that is that you do have the question of want versus could, because. Abbott doesn't have the and, and I think Pooley said one of the things she said was that what, what Fran Bravo, Voss and Van der Breggen have is they have the ability to change pace yes now Abbott is a diesel rider you know she's a bit like Katie Compton in the cyclocross she's you know she's not as tactically good she's not as she's not got as much race craft but she's but once you get her on a very long climb she just grinds mm. grinds 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 and she can gradually increase her speed you know it's like yeah. it's like a you know it's it's like you it's a gradual increase it's not like a short she hasn't got that short sharp acceleration yeah yeah and i was thinking about this and i was thinking yeah people are saying it's unfair but what the hell would that have been if that was three rabos and elisa longo borghini or that was three rabos and emma johansson yeah who aren't good climbers but who are better racers well, there's different things that you can do. You can either you can either you can either push back. 
Yeah. You can you can drop back and try and get around. You can fight for it. I mean, I think that Fran Prevost, she's very young. I think she's very excited. I think she got carried away in a couple of those places. I do think there's a couple of these places that were a bit unfair in inverted commas. But equally, I don't think that... Yeah, had well, they the- not done that, I don't think that... I mean, definitely, I don't think that having lost that first part of the climb, I don't think there's any way... And, and coming up to that descent and flat section, yeah. I don't think in any way Abbott could have made a minute and a half and, on and, that and, and, and that's my point. Like, I agree with you. Like I said, I marked down three specific points where I thought you could make a case for it not being fair. But, um, as, as you say, I don't think any, any of those would have made a lick of difference to the final result. You know, it's it's certainly and and the other side of it too. I I I reject as utter bullshit all these people going. Oh, you'd never see that from the men's peloton. You see this all the fucking time from the men's peloton. Every every fucking race, you know, when you get to the high mountains, there's always some rider from one team whose team you know isn't as strong and aren't able to support them gets isolated, and there's two or three riders from another team, and and it's all just like, oh look, there's Cadell Evans alone again. This is where you really need a teammate, but it's him versus all of the. The guys from fucking Saxo Bank, you yeah. know, tour two thousand and nine or whatever it was, you know, it happens all the time. Like, geez. But also, people. The other thing, the other thing, I really, really, really regret, re- reject is analogies to sprints because I've seen a lot of stuff going. Oh well, you know, this means you know, and, and I apologise because you know this is people I really like and I really respect. But you know, sometimes people are saying, oh well, you know well, maybe this means people should do that to them in a sprint and see how they like it. And it's like, no, you cannot analogise crossing in front of someone when you're still a bike length ahead of them in a climb to, to crossing in front of them in a bunch sprint. You just can't. Yeah. You can't say that was the same as, for example, Cav in... Yeah, um, Cav and Gerens in, on stage one. You know, yeah. yeah, like, it's not. It's not the same thing at all. I because mean, the speed's you, different, cross- the distance is different, yeah. the risk of crash is different. You know the whole thing. You know they're not they're not comparable beasts. It's why sprinters aren't climbers, and vice versa. And I think it's it's also like this idea of oh, I've lost respect for Mariana Voss because Pauline Frampreveau was doing this stuff. Yeah, and and, and also I, the the whole thing of uh, I mean to me the the last piece of that whole puzzle um, was when it gets to the last part of the stage and you see Frampreveau and Voss put in a bit of a dig to create a gap to get to the line ahead and Abbott doesn't even try to follow. And to me, yeah. that, that says, you know, want versus need and, and, and uh, you know, versus being able to. You know, yeah. I, I, my, my personal read on, on that climb is actually that Abbott just didn't have the legs left to, no, to contest it. Yeah. No, and, 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 you know, and, and, and there's a lot of people, you know, and the way to, the way to get around it is that, you know, you, you drop back and then you attack up. Yeah. Or you push forward because there was lots and lots of times where she could have got between the first, the two riders as well, or she could have exactly. got up the side. Oh, there were a couple not... of times where she was half wheeling the second, you know, second position rider, where she could have, you know, forced her, her way into the move or um, or yeah. slowly moved across to open up a bit more room for herself. Yeah. But all of that relies on her having the legs to actually make a bit of a kick afterwards. Yeah. And, and and to me, she clearly didn't. So. And the, th- the thing that gets me is you've got like Jim Miller from USA Cycling saying yesterday, not even on the Sunday, not even on the Monday, not at the race. He's only seen it because it's this controversy on Twitter. Oh, I'm, Mariana, I'm so disappointed and ashamed with you. Oh, Mariana, you're so dirty. And it's like, you know when the time to complain about it is? The time to complain is at the race. There's a commissaire's car behind you. Put in your complaint then. Yep. That's what complain about these things you don't 
But, I mean, I guess on the other hand, it is quite good because it means like a ton of people watch this amazing climb and this amazing racing and they might, you know, there might be some hyperbole thrown about it. But, you know, and actually, this is where women's racing's got to. We've got to the point where the women are now getting the same shit the men get. <laughs> True, they're getting legitimate polemica. So, you know, maybe you, so, maybe there is something to celebrate there. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so they're right. So, they're right so, so this bit lasts. And the other thing is that this is not the story of the full climb. This is the story of this section. So I guess it's like almost the second almost the third section of the climb the first mm. section is a very steep part the second section is when they whittle down the group and then this is the third section they then get to the flat descent bit now at this point Pooley kicks it she really kicks it and she's using her you know she's this is again Pooley's descending has got so much better and yeah. she hits her time trials and she you there are these points where it's, you can it's almost clearly see all her. that time she spent doing triathlon work last year um in and around her PhD is obviously paid off I, I don't yeah, I don't understand how triathlons make you better at descending <laughs> but no but it's 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 the the thing is that's the other thing is that Abbott's a very very good climber Pooley's a good climber you know is is it's, well, I mean, this time she was arguably the better climber. She beat she beat Abbott on an Abbott climb, you yeah, know. Yeah. And and she, but but she's also got this second string up her by which is her time trailing, and she was just she just kicked it. She kicked in, and then behind them, so they've got this this the behind the, the behind the big, and then the, the, the behind the the Voss Frampravo Abbott group actually gets caught at this point too by Garnier Lichtenberg. Um, Garnier, Lichtenberg, Van Vlerten, and Longo Borghini. Yeah. So, as they come up to this 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 last set of curves up up above Lake Como, you've got you've got Pooley out ahead, and then you've got this group of the GC contenders behind her. I mean, I want to see how that works. I want to see how you know Elisa and Anamik and Megan and you know and and Claudia clawed their way back because that would that was just some impressive riding. Mm, mm, you know, yeah. I mean that's that's you know that's the other thing. It's like it's 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 not. It, this isn't the story of evil Rabo <laughs> stopped stopped um, stopped uh, Mara getting a minute and a half on the Gisalo at yeah. all. So. And I just, at this point, I was, it's just so evocative because when you get to the hairpins, you've got all the, you, you start off with like one or two people on each of the hairpins and then the hairpins crowded and then, and then you've got people on the side of the road too in the middle and then you've got people running down the sides of the, and, and, and you're kind of hairpinning up. And if she, you know, if Puli looked down, she could have seen where her competitors were, competitors were, and you can hear the bells in the distance, mm, and mm. You know, Lake Como's down, glittering blue below you, and it's just, you know, each hairpin, each time she climbs a section, there's more people, you know, like the, yeah, like the noise, yeah. and you can hear the noise of the people above you, oh, just, just. What a way to finish a race! I was going to I say mean, it, it is. It's just the most beautiful way to to finish a race. I think it, it's just gorgeous. I would just, I would absolutely love. I mean, unfortunately, the the Giro is constrained by by UCI rules, so it can't be a longer race. But I'd love to see in a longer edition, you know, like a fourteen stage edition or more, um, where that became a regular finish because it's just so. It's such a beautiful oh, way to end a race. And so you know, and 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 just. And especially when you know that if you're a cycling fan, you know, this is where Lombardia happens. If you're a George Clooney fan, you know, he lives across the <laughs> way. So, you know, 
It's it's just you know this beautiful. Well, blue and he's, leg- he's he's a huge women's cycling fan. Um, he he really loves the sport. <laughs> no, he does. He he follows it very closely. He's um he's he's a big. I mean, obviously being American, he's he's an Evie Stevens fan and was was supporting Mara this year. But he he knows the the whole region quite well. <laughs> a big fan of of Elisa Longo Borghini and um and really uh, quite likes the LA Cipollini team. He's he loves women's cycling. George Clinton <laughs> heard it here first. <laughs> I just, I mean, they just, there's, there's the bit in the interview where Emma says there's nothing better in the world than feeling like, you know, when you, when you've got like, when you've got like 50 seconds, when you come into the final climb and you know, in, into the final kilometer, you know, that if worst came to worst, if you punctured, you could run and still make it. <laughs> <laughs> See, she's been spending way too much time hanging out with triathletes. If she's thinking yeah. like that, that's wrong. That's wrong. But, but she was saying that she also, she was like trying really hard not to pay too much attention for it because you don't want to be that asshole who, who gets really, um, who gets, you know, who kind of, who kind of spends too much time suck it, taking in the appreciation and the love of the crowd and then loses the race. I did, I did love the, the bit of her, like the video of her finally crossing the line where she's just sort of doing a one arm salute because it's still climby and she's still trying to hold on the, the bike and keep yeah. the bars right and then finally sort of hits the line and can go two hands and yeah. <laughs> Was... I like because she did have a bit of a wave to the crowd, and and you know, and Marine's blog said that these bells, these bells of Shizalo, were ringing for them as well, and you mm, can hear mm. them you know, for the one k to go banner. Yeah, and... well, it's kind of welcoming them home, isn't it? It's, I mean, that's part of what I think is so beautiful about it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just just stunning. So Pooley wins, and. She wins by 25 seconds over because Fran Prevost and Voss, as you say, put on this big dig. And Fran Prevost crosses the line with Voss just like, just a little bit behind her. And mm. they actually cross the line with like an arm over each other's shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Reach back to sort of grasp each other's arms and shoulders and, and congratulate each other on... on because because our, what our they've race. just done... Is Voss's one, Fran Prevost is in the Best Young Riders jersey, and in fourth place on the stage, Anna van der Breggen, mm. who's third overall in the Giro. That's unprecedented. One team having three podium spots. I, I think, I think I, there's a term, maybe even a hashtag that kind of covers that, Sarah. Do you, are, do you have any ideas on what that might be? Oh, are you suggesting they might have gone stumpity, 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 stump? <laughs> Um, it, it, it's, I think it would probably, I think when you're stomping up a mountain, it's probably a little bit more ploddity, 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 plod up the mountain. But, <laughs> I don't you know, know if that, I don't know if that rolls off the tongue quite yeah. the same way, but, but yes. no, it's, it, it's kind of, um, yeah, it's just, just gorgeous. And then Abbott in fourth. So, you know, Abbott in fifth in the stage and then Longo Borghini, Hauschler, Van Vlersen and Garnier crossing the line. And yeah, and Emma Johansson, Johansson finishing 10th, you know, finishing 10th place, which mm. is, is the 11th place. And so your final, final general classification, Voss, Fran Prevost plus 15, Van der Breggen plus 132, Abbott plus 154, Longo Borghini, Hausler, Garnier, Van Vleuten, Pooley in ninth, climbing up ninth in GC, and Emma Johansson in tenth, and young Cassia Neodoma in eleventh, who mm. I think deserves. I mean, but so many riders. I mean, so many riders. Like, I think of all of Ash Mormon and all of High Tech's work for Elisa. Yeah. You know, all yeah. of Liv Shimano's making that. You know, they broke the again. They broke the script for what happens on that climb, and I love them for it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, it was a fantastic race. I absolutely. You know, we always rave about what a great race it is, but I just, this year, man, just so beautiful. Love it. And this is, I think this is also my issue about this polemica, this, oh, dirty riding, dirty riding thing, is like, 
oh my god like that's what you're taking away from this mm. like your girl would not have won you know it's it's unfair if she complained about it at the time and it wasn't listened to that's one thing if she didn't complain about it at the time to be honest what are you doing complaining about it and you know and to kind of say Voss is somehow diminished because of you know because of oh, look, I think I think the simplest I think the simplest um, conclusion there is just that um, you know she at the start of the day Abbott was 136 behind Voss at the end of the day she was 154 behind Voss and it's not because Voss boxed her in yeah you know you don't lose 20 seconds by someone boxing you in it, yeah. it, it just does not happen. So, and she didn't yeah. have, the, and as you say, she didn't have the legs to get away. Mm, it's, um, mm. And that happens, and that's okay. That's not knocking Mara. I mean, everyone targets this race. It's part of why it's such a big part of the calendar, and and there's a million reasons that you know, no discredit to her at all. You know, geez, I'd I'd, I'd be thrilled with a, a top four finish. Um, you know, yeah. I, I understand the disappointment if you're a fan, and I understand when it's your rider that you're supporting and that you're cheering on, and you see the mitt stuck in that situation it's frustrating and it can be upsetting and and all of that sort of stuff but overall you know it was a beautiful race and could yeah. not be could not be happier with how it all and, went yeah. and three i mean the first so rabo Dom, i mean it was a race about rabobank and then the mountains were all about emma pooley and mm. she won her three three mountain stages in three different ways yeah like just just she can't you know she she gives us she puts a lot of pressure on herself she she really really doubts herself and and really and it and struggles and 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 hurts and it's very very hard as well because we don't have the mountains races i mean all i want to see now is you know van der bregen in both of those mountain stages only got she got caught at the top of the mountain on the gps gps at, at stage GPM, six yep um, I think, I think GPM, I think she, you know, which was also kind of sensible because she wanted to, you know, she's much better doing descending in a bunch with, with Voss and, 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 and Fran Prevot. And she only got caught on stage eight in the final kilometre. And that was after attacking. I want to see, fuck Dan, I want, I want the turn load back in the Pyrenees. And I want, I want Trentino to have the Alps again. And mm. I want and Mimbira to go back to uphill finishes and, you know, and uphill time trials. And I want... I mean, I I want the chance for climbers to climb, yeah. I look ahead to the rest of the to the rest of the season. I think, where are we going to see this? And I think, well, maybe Tour de Ladesh, but you know, that's quite a hard race to follow. And yeah, you know, GP Plouet's got some climbs in it, but it's a circuit race. And yeah, Worlds in Ponferrado is hilly, but it's a loop, so it's a circuit race again. And you know, I don't know if we're going to have another mountain top finish in the rest of the season. We quite possibly won't, which will be sad, but, um, you know, I, I live in hope of the day that Brian Cookson appoints you Director of Women's Racing, and um, you're in charge of the calendar and can approve all new races so that they are only uphill time trials, accepting riders named Emma Pooley. No, I don't want only uphill time trials. <laughs> I want fights in the mountains, and I want big mountain stages and descent stages. I just want, I just want climbers to be able to climb. It's not, it's not just about Emma winning. It's genuinely not. I want to see... You know, I want to see Anna van der Breggen and Pauline Fran Provogel on different teams and fight each other. You know, I want, I want to see, you know, I want to see Mara Abbott in the European peloton more than once a year. You know, I, yep, I, yep. I don't, I, I don't. No, I no, I, I, no, I didn't know. Sorry, done. I, you know, sorry for making light of, of a very real point, which is absolutely true. And, and we've lamented this for the, the last couple of years that there are so few opportunities for the pure climbers 
in the women's peloton, um, that it, it's very hard for them to find opportunities to compete seriously. Um, and it yeah. changes the type of racing we see, but it also changes the type of rider. 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 <laughs> How cool would that be if all riders were known as raiders? Um, the type of rider who succeeds. And um, yeah. and so it changes the nature of the peloton overall. And, you know, the best way to have a well-rounded peloton is to have well-rounded races. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and out of the 154 that separated Voss's first place from Abbott's fourth place... It's got that minute. It's got that minute of bonnies and, and positioning. Mm. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's. Uh, my boss may have suffered. May have been just completely riding right on the edge of her capability on stage eight, just to keep that time gap. But yeah. I just you know it's just. But I, I mean, but that's the nature of stage racing. That's how you build a lead and protect a lead. That's yeah. exactly what you do. So, you know, good stuff. Um, so all a, couple of that, of, a couple, yeah. couple of other things I just wanted to mention. I loved Rabbit. We mentioned Wiggles' videos. I mm. also love Rabobank's videos. Niels Gudrian, who does them, just got better and better throughout the race. And he starts off pretty high. I love the one, I think it was on stage seven, where he put a GoPro on. They had these gigantic bottles of Astoria Prosecco on the podium. Yep. yep. And he attacked really huge ones, which was funny because Pooley just could not work it out any time. <laughs> really it, was, it was a bit um, awkward, yes. <laughs> and, and he attached a GoPro camera to the neck of the bottle of Prosecco while Mariana was just like, you know, shaking us around on the podium, which was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And, and he also got, um, he also asked, you know, asked the rider, asked each of the stage winners, so um, Van Vleuten, Voss, Bronzini, and Pooley, God, it's only four stage winners over over ten stages. That's interesting. Um, each of them to kind of say something about the Prosecco and to thank them. And it's just it's just such a nice, sweet little touch. And it's it's a video where you're paid by Rabo Live. Yep. But you're making something that A is beautiful for the race, beautiful for the sponsor. Yeah. But but you know, but kind of includes everyone in it. Well, that was one of the things I was going to say about the videos in general. I mean, we touched on this earlier with the the Wiggle video too. Um, you know, uh, this year teams are expanding their videos. I mean, obviously, you know, the easiest place and the most accessible place for them to cover is what's going on with their own team. But they are also telling slightly different and bigger stories that include other writers. And I've really enjoyed that because I, I love that whole you know, hey, here we are, but we're part of a bigger event and a bigger community too. Um, yeah, it, it's really cool. Yeah, and and just, you know, and and yeah, and there's something so generous about it, you know, mm. Rabo, Rabo giving Bronzini the chance to shine, Wiggle giving Pooley the chance to be funny, you know, yeah, there's just... Yeah. And then having the Rye coverage, I mean, it did, it was on, the, <laughs> I've put all the links to daily video posts on our blog, prowomenscycling.com, and um, I have to admit that the Rye coverage is there by pirates. Um, it's not me, it's not me, but there are, but, but you know, I doff my cap to the pirates who sail the internet seas for us to get it up there. Please don't ever hashtag, please don't ever at Ryan when you're going, oh, great coverage at Rye, I was kind of on, on the hashtag, please don't say that silly your tweet, they can't know, they can't know. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they do know, but, but being, yes. you know, but I mean, how how lucky are we? We've got this video where you can literally sit down with a pen and paper and count the attacks and stuff because we've got, mm. you know, a full half hour of the Madonna de Gis, you know, the whole yeah, of the Madonna yeah. de Gisano climb, the whole of, you know, most of the stage, you know, the last half an hour of the stage of stage six, all of the stage eight climb. I mean, 
<sighs> such luxury. Oh, and, it's, it's fantastic. And, and you know, all the beautiful. people, all the people who are roadside, and I can't remember all of your names. I'm so sorry because I haven't got my Twitter, but Stephen, Jay and Nathan, um, and Natalie Novembrini, I think, um, and my our good friend Velocar Sean and sorry Velofocus sorry sorry Sean Velofocus who's the only person who can do trustworthy profiles and um, you know Wei Yu Wong at the side of the well, yeah. no have I said his name right yes I don't know sorry Wei Yu it I'm so sorry um, just 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 so you know giving us all these insights into it and. You know, riders blogging and riders taking photos and the internet is appalling out there. They had, you know, like some hotel, you know, four days without Wi-Fi and stuff like that. And, you know, riders who gave up their time and, you know, just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank yes, you. Yes, yes, indeed. And as we mentioned earlier, um, don't forget to, to track down, um, you know, it's on our site uh, and, and in our podcast stream, Sarah's interview with Emma Pooley post Giro Rosa, uh, where she gives us, all her insights and details into into the week and a bit of racing and and how she saw it all break down and it's fascinating just to to get that that inside of you and and in depth too it's a great interview so do check that out thank you um we do need to mention other things that happened this mm. week oh my goodness no one more thing one more thing the other thing i loved is um elisa longo borghini's got she comes from this town i think it's called onaviso um and uh <laughs> they have the Zambini. I was going to say the Zambini. Yeah, I love that story. That was great. Um, the Zambini are Zambini are a fan club of sports mad lunatics who like drinking beer and supporting anyone in any local sport. What they're good at. Yeah, it's sort of like if you had Australians who lived in Italy. <laughs> yeah, Australian Italian. Well, you have a lot of Italians, Italian Australians who live in in Australia, and this is like the opposite way around. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like an exchange program. But yeah, and they. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe that's where you get it from. Maybe it's the Italian Austro- Maybe it's the Italians who came to Aussie who kind of infected the Australians with that kind of mentality. But yeah, and they were all um, and they're out in force, and they weren't there on the final day. And I asked Elisa, "Hey, are the Zambini going to be out there? Because they're amazing. I want to be them." And she went, "No, they're having a rest day." Hashtag hangover. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing. I think it's um, Chloe's blog on Stage Eight where she talks about um, how one of them had told her that they'd be waiting roadside with a beer for her. <laughs> They basically were handing out beers on the final corner on stage eight. Yeah, and yeah. you've got riders saying, people were hand, trying to hand me beer, but I didn't have the energy to lift it. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and I think Chloe was like, it, you know, it went down like so quickly and, and yeah, it was awesome. Uh, she said she took a swig and then passed it back to him and he finished the can because that's what they agreed. Yeah. And yeah, just just such such fun mm, you know mm. that's what i want to do i want to be part of a lunatic troop of crazy people who are going to be sitting on the side of the mountain <laughs> drinking and, 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 and knowing all the riders and and you know and, and elisa having you know what got what that climb like covered in bikes in the trees bikes on the side of the road elisa written on this on the roadside you know on the road and the zambini's weird little poor simple <laughs> poor salute yes yeah. a bear. so yeah um very quickly, other things that happened this week in Czech, in the Czech Republic, there was the Tour de Feminine, which was one trounced, dominated, stompity, stompity, stomped by Brianna Waller of Team USA, who mm. won the stages there. Congratulations. We also have the European Championships, which, oh, 
the in other, in other countries the continental champs are for everyone elite yeah. riders in europe it's for under 23s and juniors only and some countries like britain ignore them other countries like italy and the netherlands go all out because the rider who wins gets an additional personal place at worlds right yep and in the ITTs, they were won by um, Afrika Suit Swit of the Netherlands in the juniors, and Mika Kroger, young German, definitely to watch out for in the under-23s. Okay. Um, Sofia Bertizzolo of Italy won the junior road race, and the under-23 road race was won by cyclocross rider, Rabobank rider, Dutch rider, Sabrina Stoltians, who won when Italy's Elena Cecchini put her hands up in the air to celebrate too soon. Ooh, ouch. Oh, yeah. no. Poor Elena, too. That's going to haunt her for... Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. And Elena, Elena, up to the week before, was expecting to be in the Giro with her team and was a bit gutted to be missing the Giro. So, yeah, that's a mm. terrible like for Elena that she'd like to forget. Um, news I'd like to forget, but is that we've had a doping bust. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a little bit upset at you, to be honest, because um, at the start of the year, um, as we often comment on, uh, there's a competition on Podium Cafe, Virtual Director Sportif, uh, where you can select your, your virtual team of riders and, um, and you win points for their race performance over the year. And, um, and Sarah convinced me, a certain rider, oh, she's going to have a fantastic year because you know, she's coming back from having a kid and last time she did that, she you know won the Olympics and set the world on fire and went to space. She didn't win the Olympics. She didn't win the Olympics. I know. Don't say that. It's exaggeration. That's what I do. No, but I don't want to even slight start throwing mud at riders who win the Olympics. She was a bronze medalist in the Olympic road race and Olympic ITT. Um, Olga Zabalinskaya of Rustfellow. Mm. And yeah, um, she was popped in the summer as a track event in Colombia. Um, f- uh, she wasn't. Um, I don't even know how to say this. It's not that it excuses anything. It's just it makes me want to slap my face even more. Um, she was popped for some shitty banned weight loss substance. Yeah, just some sort of stupid supplementy thing that. You like know. not even some, not even some mega hard to discover EPO microdosing yeah, regime. Yeah. Yeah. Some- what the fuck? What the fuck, Olga? Jesus Christ! I, I, you know. I mean, this is this year. It's obviously two years on since the Olympics. And since then, she's had a kid. She hasn't shown... I mean, that's the other thing. She hasn't shown up all year. Mm. It's obviously some kind of weight loss substance to try and get her back. But what the fuck? What the fuck? Why? Why are you doing these things? I'm so gutted. And uh, just... just yes, infuriating. Stu- it just- it's not just doping. It's stupid doping. Just... Oh, uh, just... Just... Oh. Uh. Yes. Uh. So, in, in a tone of disgust, we turn our attention away from that topic, I think. Yes. Yeah. So, um, mm. If you want a palate cleanser from that, there are two superb videos, both by Specialised. Um, one is the Specialised Lululemon's Why We Ride video, where they've got riders talking about why they love, you know, why they race, and why they race when they don't get paid lots of money, and basically for the love of the bike. And that's lovely. But the one I really like is the Specialised BE slash NL um, Belgium and Netherlands um, branch of Specialized made this gorgeous video with the Bowles Dolmans team, and it's half in English and, and half in Dutch, subtitled both. So you know both both sides get their subtitles. Yeah. And it has you know Lizzie and Megan and Christine Majerus and um, Kasia Kasia Palowska and 
um, Ellen Van Dyke, all talking about why they love riding, and and it's shot beautifully shot in a velodrome where they're trying to increase their performance, and it has Richie Steve in it, who's the guy who, their mechanic who who um who is yeah. the sort of tweet voice of of racing because he's the yeah one who, tweet voice of racing, the man who yeah. helps us follow it, and yeah, that's lovely, and there's there's racing happening right now, mm. um, yeah, in Germany, the touring um, and Rundfahrt. Yeah. Richie, yeah. along Richie for Bowles Dolmans, along with Trixie Warwick and Evie Stevens of Specialized, basically finished the Giro on Sunday and on Monday started touring and Runfart. Mm-hmm. Rolled straight on into it, so building out their their version of a grand tour um, mm. by by stringing back to back stage races together. Um, uh, um, eighteen, um, yeah, uh, eighteen, seventeen or eighteen days of racing. Hurrah! Yeah, yeah. Uh, no rest day, and yeah, and that's going it's it's a really gorgeous race it's really unfortunate for it that it butts up against the Giro Rosso the trouble is is that Turingen has this position on the calendar every year usually the Tour de France and thus the Giro are a week earlier yeah yeah this year they weren't Turingen can't move because it's got the agreements in place with the cities it's got the agreements with you know people it's run by volunteers people take their you know take this yeah, year take, off take their time off work and stuff to, to help so logistically yeah. they just couldn't accommodate that no, and it's it's you know it's they take over one ho- one of the reasons people like it so much is you everyone's in one hotel for the whole week mm, they, yeah. they, you can't just book a hotel out for a week casually you know, like that. Yeah, and, they've, yeah, they've got so, a base of operations and stuff. So, yeah. But for Turingen, um, Lisa Brunauer won the prologue, the 4K prologue, mm-hmm. and Siamitstead, who punctured on the 4K prologue and still finished seventh, um, just won in one beautifully yesterday, stage one, and it's happening right now. It's a week-long race. It's it's genuinely one of the nicest races on the calendar. It's just unfortunate. It's a fantastic race. Riders love it. I enjoyed seeing the the photo of Lizzie with her her traditional beer at the end of the stage yesterday. That was cool. Yeah, um, Dan, we've mentioned this before, but basically, it's it's it. One of the sponsors is um, a local brewery, and and because it's German, at the end of each stage, rather than a bottle of fizzy wine, they get a given a glass of very strong local german beer and mm. i've said this before but basically there's two ways to approach this one is if you're trixie warwick or ina or judith you neck it with much gusto and two if you don't like that kind of beer what you do if you're emma johansson for example is you take a sip and then you pick out a fan in the crowd who's looking particularly cheery and you give him the rest of the beer to finish as like a fans named dan get get preferential treatment i hope you'll have to go to east germany and see dan um, mm. You know, the, the winner of the most aggressive rider on each stage gets a little keg of beer, and she can't oh. drink it, obviously, so she gives it to the mechanics. And the oh wow! Oh, see, if I was a women's DS, I'd just be like my team. Like their their whole job at that race would just be to win most aggressive rider every day, and give me the keg. I'd be a terrible it- DS. I, I admit that, but I would have kegs of beer, so yeah. that would be fine. Um. More racing that's coming up because this week is mad. Today, the Tour of Britannia starts, Brittany starts um, 16th to 20th. And then there's a three-day stage race at the end of the week, the Benet Ladies Tour, which is flat. Oh, God, I don't think I can keep up. It's amazing. And obviously, not this weekend, but next weekend, is La Course by La Tour de France. 
the um yeah, and also the Commonwealth Games. Um if you happen to be Antipodean or any kind of British or Canadian or South African, for example. South African or from Trinidad or Malaysia, then then the Commonwealth Games really are great. They're fantastic because there's always the competitions between your big nations, big big cycling nations like Australia, and you know um, going up against the various British nations, especially on the track. So much fun! But you also get the chance for nations that might be um, that people who might be a bit you know when you're on the track and you're sprinting and you've got Germany and the Netherlands and France there too it can be hard to get the attention you know to, to, to get the chance to really go for it so this is a really good proving ground for those you know those 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 developing cycling yeah. cycling developing countries to have a chance to to, to 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 shine so yeah it's it's worth watching out for and this year for the first time they've got some paracycling in it um, only for tandems um, and only on the track, but it's really good because it's you know the paracycling is just rolled up into mm. the mm. same you know the and, same week as and it's a, a start to yeah exactly and it's a start in terms of proving that that can be done and um, and demonstrating that that it's not that difficult to add a couple of events and, and include paracycling and um, and hopefully that will help create. Um, you know, not just not just in terms of Commonwealth or Olympic sort of competition, but in general international competition, more of uh, an enthusiasm for running combined or or um, consecutive events, um, and providing paracyclists with more opportunities to compete. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Cool. Yeah. So there's a lot coming up. I'm I'm particularly. Um, intrigued to see how we go on the uh the la course um you know day of of racing on the final day of the tour de france um it'll be it'll be nice to to see uh how that plays out um and commonwealth games you know obviously obviously we're going to dominate and um and britain's just going to come second at everything and possibly well, third to the kiwis it depends, so it depends it depends i think to be honest it's going to be it's going to be you guys and the kiwis are going to be on the tra- all over the track and um yeah fun times ahead for england ireland england northern ireland scotland wales and the isle of man mm, mm, indeed so it, it, there's a lot to look forward to and this uh, certainly as you can tell we're going to have heaps to continue to talk about so we'll uh, we'll see you all back here this time next week uh, to continue the the wonderful conversation about women's cycling, congratulations, everyone! We've finally earned some real polemica this week. Well done! Woohoo! <laughs> Good night. All right. Take care.